Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Shout out to Viva. Oh, man. Yeah, sorry. We, we usually rock out at this point in time. but uh, People were more interested in the beer snake reaching the second level than Nebraska's play on the field. <laughs> of course, they had to be at that point. It's a, it's a sad, sad day here as Nebraska starts off 0-1. Uh, five years now for Scott Frost. 1-4 in openers with one victory over South Alabama. Uh, keep in mind, Nebraska, before Mike Riley had that opening season loss in his first game Never against lost. BYU, had 29 straight season opening victories. So that's, I mean, you usually can you can get pretty excited about Nebraska football. Now, I will say this, they didn't usually play conference opponents. They did from time to time. Uh, but that's been a majority here of the losses for um, Scott Frost as he's now lost to Ohio State, Illinois, and now Northwestern on opening week. I got nothing. I got. I got yeah, nothing. No I, I got. That. I got nothing for that. Yeah, that's, sorry. That's, there's nothing really positive. Yeah, sorry about, about that. How about this one? And this was true before yesterday, but the the uh, I saw this tweet make the rounds too. Scott Frost now 15 and 30 at Nebraska, which means if he won his next 50 games in a row, that's five zero 50 games in a row, he would still have a worse record than Bo did. That is a stat that doesn't matter. <laughs> that stat means nothing. It doesn't really mean a whole lot. Because uh, first off, you're not going to win 50 in a row, and yeah. secondly, maybe three. Look, or are you going to see three? We thought we were. No. We're not uh, and three. secondly, look, Bo's gone. I I loved Bo. I thought Bo should not have been fired. But we got to stop talking about Bo. We got to we got to <laughs> hey, stop. stop talking about Mike. Riley we got to stop talking about Bo. We got to stop talking about Mike Riley. We got just stop it. Well, I mean, it, it, there is that conversation there in the background after, you know, if, if things continue to head in this direction is that, you know, I, for, for people saying what happened in Nebraska, well, this or that, sometimes, you know, and, and you can look at this across uh, the landscape of any program is just if you make a hire, you compound it by making two bad hires. That's what happened in Nebraska football. It's, Shout out Florida State. It's, 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 yeah, right. Florida State's a pretty good example of that. Um, there's, you know, it, you can see that throughout the history of time. Um, so it, there's not something like, just <laughs> there's not don't overthink it sometimes <laughs> there's not something crazy that happened about you know a uh, region shift or they can't recruit texas all this type of stuff there's you no need good coaching you need good yeah you need good coaching except for the little red one uh to win except for the little red that curse, one's real which they need to get rid of little that red one's red. real frank solich rusty knife 50 yard <laughs> line little red why does it have to be a rusty knife because it just has to be oh okay it has to be a knife that somebody found i don't know from back when frank got fired I'm interested in this, too, and I know, you know, there's positives that come out of the game. Uh, Casey Thompson's miraculous pass that he found Garcia Castaneda downfield. We need more Garcia Castaneda. Just Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. Just him in general. Um, he looks like he might be uh, the role that Trey Palmer play- was wanting this year, though Trey looked pretty good, yeah. too. Travis Vokalek, if healthy, 
Travis Folk looked was, pretty he, good. Look, Travis Folk. I'm going to say this on the air, and I don't care what anybody says. If Travis Vokalek didn't get hurt, Nebraska wins that game. Well, I think there's several things that, you know, Nebraska could easily win a, a three-point game if you swing it there. I, I do agree. I mean, Vokalek looked like a mismatch there in the first half. Dude was cons- a consistent first down. But, okay, here's the thing about Casey Thompson, and, and I'm not g- going to jump on him too much for the game that he played. Um, obviously, he was getting pressured a lot in the first half, and, and he had, had six drops total on the team. Yeah, uh, not great. That doesn't help you. But I will say this, 8 of 18 uh, for 125 yards and two interceptions in the second half, um, that's that's not going to get it done either. And is there, you know, there you don't want to speculate about anything going on because uh-huh. last year he had games like this where he was really good for a half, not great for a half, mm-hmm. and, and got pulled for Hudson Card at times. Um, and then that was all blamed on the thumb injury. Now, maybe it was the thumb injury. Maybe that thing perked back up on Saturday. I hope that's just not what Casey Thompson is because I, I think that that's uh, a little bit of concern coming out of that game, too. If I'm a Texas fan watching that Nebraska game, I'd say that looks about <laughs> what we saw from Casey Thompson. Well, my thing is, look what happens when you give Pat Fitzgerald you know, time to strategize. You gave him the halftime and then the second half rolled around, and you can't run the ball, and you, for some reason can't defend the pass rush anymore. You did a pretty good job in the first half, and the second half rolled around. They started bringing more blitzes. Your offensive line got overwhelmed, forcing Casey to make quicker decisions. Um, and like I said, you couldn't run the ball, so they're dropping people in coverage, not worried at all, really, about your running game. So, you know, those three things compounded on each other forces forces Casey Thompson to into situations where he's falling into Northwestern's hands. He's falling right into Pat Fitzgerald's hands. So... I don't want to really blame Casey for his second half struggles. I mean, there were still some instances where he could have had better passes. There were some instances where the wide receivers could have. He wasn't on target. Could have the first had half, his accuracy was incredible. As, as, as coming from a Nebraska fan, at least to to watch his accuracy there. The second half, he was just off. Uh, somebody says both interceptions were not his fault. I'd say you know, obviously the second one wasn't. Um, the first one, the Oliver Martin wasn't prepared for it. I don't know. You know, who knows with that? That's been something throughout Martin's pick. career. Um, but Brookmeyer had to break up the previous one, which was going to be intercepted. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is whether the interceptions were his fault or not, and I think at least one of them was, um, he was off target in the second half. Yeah. He had, he had a couple instances where he just missed He just missed some guys. There was one where he bounced the pass. Um, I still – I'm going to pound the drum of that deep pass to Trey Palmer if the safety or linebacker or whatever doesn't get a hand on Trey – uh, a, a little bit after the the line of scrimmage, and Trey definitely has it because he's wide open, and Casey lobs it up there. And I, you know, I don't think there are many instances where you overthrow uh, Trey Palmer, like when he's yeah. running open. I don't think there's many instances where that happens. So that's you know one of those things where they had it synced up, and just one little one little bump from a safety just threw off the timing, but. Like you said, he, he was just off in the second half. The defense had time to adjust. Pat Fitzgerald, defensive genius, mastermind, had time to adjust. And the offense didn't didn't adjust. Yeah. And then there's also the chemistry issue. Which, and which one of the 17 guys did he throw to uh, you know, in the second half? And it wasn't 17. I was, I was, I was, yeah. Uh, but it was a lot. There's a lot of different guys out there. Yeah. And, you know, is he developing chemistry with any of them? Do you, did you bring these guys in? Um, you know, I, I just, I, I'm fascinated and, and I know we always say this, you know, like a coach would say, you don't win or lose based on one play, but you literally do lose when you have a chance to, to, to still win. And then after that play you lose and it's nothing against Wyatt Lure for what he's done in the program. But if I'm going to lose, 
And and if I if if I lose on a tip ball, let that tip come off of Trey Palmer's hands. Let that tip come off of Washington's hands. Let that tip come off of Garcia Castaneda's hands. Yeah. Um. I, heck, they even got Brody Belt going in the second half. I'm more of a Brody <laughs> Belt guy than other people. Big Brody they, Belt guy. They'd pr- throw Brody Belt in with the Wyatt Lure conversation. I'd say you know that, that guy's one of the guys I can trust at this point. Um. But you know that you have to win and lose with your best players, and that didn't happen on Saturday either. No, no, it didn't. And, and you know, there's going to be people who, who say uh, Wyatt Lever started the game. He was, he was in on that first play. Him and Elante Brown were blocking for that, uh, for that pass to Trey Palmer. Uh, but like you said, I, nothing, nothing against Wyatt Lee. He's a Division I football athlete at Nebraska. Like, he, he's got me beat. But at the same time, you, you had Trey Palmer going off. You had Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda going off. You had, you know, Marcus Washington, the play right before the interception, a great individual effort to get out of bounds, to break three tackles and get out of bounds. I mean, those are the guys you got to have on the field throw the ball to. And just a guy that you can trust. Like, you, you mentioned this often. They didn't have a guy – they didn't. They didn't have any sort of identity. They didn't have a guy they could trust. Like, who do we go to when we need a big play? And I, I, I don't. I'm interested to hear tomorrow's press conference because there's not one snap for Ramirez. I don't know. I don't think Ramirez is going to be the the best player of all time at Nebraska. I don't think he's got that ceiling. But I know that I can trust him. Mm-hmm. Find somebody that you can trust and get them the ball when you need to do it. Uh, we'll take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll uh, wrap up the ticket water cooler. Get ready for the happy hour. I'm sure it's going to be a lot more positivity. Yeah, maybe not. We'll, we'll, <laughs> it might be a tough Monday here. Uh, we'll keep going on 93.7 The Ticket.